Every journey isn't always perfect. Every journey has a bump in the road, but it's up to the team to figure out how to fix those problems. Welcome, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host. I'm Ethan with my co-host, Zach. Pretty tough games that we saw. It was a nail-biter and very disappointing loss against the Pacers. Just, I don't know what to say. Uh, Yeah, rough and bumpy end to the seven-game homestand. Uh, fortunately, they came out with a win against Toronto, but um, <laughs> against Indiana, woo, that fourth quarter was a big collapse, and it wasn't pretty for the Warriors. But we're here to recap all of it for you, and let's get right into it. A very close nail biter win against the Raptors, one hundred six to one hundred five. Steph really struggled with two of sixteen on shooting, one of ten on three with eleven points. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, 7-17 from the field, 3-10 on 3 with 17 points. Uh, Eric Paschal, 15 points, 5-10 on shooting, 1-2 on 3. Damian Lee with 13, 4-7 from the field, and 3-6 from the field. Uh, shaky shooting numbers all around, but a win is a win. But it was a lot of things to highlight, and we're here to cover it. So what do you think about that game, Zach? Yep, Steph's legacy was on the line. Um, what was the stat? He got two for sixteen for for shoot shooting, um, eleven points. But I think a bright spot from this: Steph played like crap, and the Warriors still came out with a win. And that's the positives to take away from it. Andrew Wiggins, he's turning into a very good player for the Warriors. I just want to thank the Minnesota Timberwolves for sending him over. I, we greatly appreciate it. Um, he's turning into a great defender as well. Um, and he's developing the three-point ball. He shouldn't have taken 10 three-pointers against Toronto, but he made three of them, so that's good. Um, and then to touch on Eric Paschal again, um, he's becoming a big presence off the bench, a big six-man uh, Um Underrated candidate for six man of the year, 15 points, five for 10 shooting, one for two from three point range. Um, Kelly Oubre, man, one for, three. One for yeah. six from three, 12 points, yeah. five for 14. Kelly still needs to jump in the ocean, but I think he's going to get settled and he's going to start shooting the ball better. Like Steve says, we're going to keep putting him in the starting lineup and that was in quotations because that's what steve said do i agree with it no but we're gonna keep putting him in the starting lineup james weisman five for seven ten points james had a good outing still don't understand why he only had 17 minutes and wasn't in those critical minutes in the fourth quarter i think as a rookie and on a team that's not really a contender because without clay I don't really consider the Warriors a contender, but this will still make some playoff. Will still make some noise in the playoffs. But I think James needs to get his feet wet in those big time minutes in the fourth quarter, which he did get in against Indiana, which we'll touch on. But I think James Wiseman needs to see some more minutes in um, crucial 
points in the game. And yeah, like yeah, sorry. yeah, like man, like I was kind of disappointed to see Wiseman only doing only playing 17 minutes. Like it was a great opportunity to have that exposure down the stretch, especially since Toronto doesn't have that big man lineup as we're used to accustomed seeing with those elite teams. So it was a great opportunity as there was a play uh, where Wiseman was running down the floor and he sealed off Siakam to get that easy dunk. I feel like that opportunity was there for him the entire game. Um, but it's just, I feel like Steve Kerr is just kind of has him on a really short leash and I totally get that, but you have to have James kind of be uh, more exposed to the minutes, the crunch time situations, and just kind of like have him learn as he goes along. Yeah. I agree with everything Ethan said. Um, then I also want to touch on Damian Lee, who is turning into a key guy coming off the bench, and he's a great shooter off the bench. I think I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I think after the first couple games, I was questioning the way Bob Myers built this team because Kelly Oubre wasn't shooting the ball well at all, and I didn't really see a prominent shooter besides Steph on this team. I think Damian Lee's filled that role. Well, I wouldn't mind if the Warriors got it, uh, went out uh, before the trade deadline or during the trade deadline or picked up a guy like P.J. Tucker who is physical in the paint and can also shoot the ball. But I think Damian Lee has fit into that role, and I don't really see the, a need for a shooter, and I also don't really see it with the Warriors' cap space situation either. But I think it was a good win for the Warriors. Uh, it was a good statement win. Um, showing people that even if Steph plays poorly, the Warriors can still come out and pull out a W, even though they didn't play a great fourth quarter, getting um, outscored 33-19. to 19. And I think that's one reason why this game was a lot closer than it was at halftime. I think – I don't remember the score at halftime. It may have been – It was uh, 51-61. Yeah, 51 to 61. 51 to 61. So they were in up 10 at halftime. So I think they should have kept the momentum going and should have won by a lot more. But I think it's a good win for them with how poorly Steph played. Yeah, they should have kept more, like kept um, running the gas pedal a bit more. I think they let it off a little bit. I mean, yeah, it was a win, but I feel like it was about to collapse in the fourth quarter until Damian Lee got those uh, that foul call. So Thank you for that. So just kind of had, it's a great learning experience, great win, obviously, but you know, you just kind of have to take these mistakes, learn from them and move them forward to every single game afterwards. Now we're going to move into the game against the Indiana Pacers. Um, Disappointing. Very disappointing. Indianapolis, Indiana, Mike Pence's home state. We don't get politics involved on this podcast. That's my fault. Uh, the Warriors lost 104 to 95. Oh, God. This is tough. Very disappointing loss. Uh, the Warriors were up 57 to 50 at halftime and only managed to score 38 points in the second half, being outscored by the Pacers. Um, yeah, the Warriors should have never lost this game. Um, another. Poor shooting night from I wouldn't say it was poor. It was not very good, but I like keep the tier like where you got poor is like way down low, and then you got not very good is a little a little above it. 
So what Steph had is that. What's the percentage for those tiers? I'm kind of wondering. <laughs> we got poor at like five like twenty like zero like zero to ten, zero to twenty percent. Then we got not very good at like twenty one to forty percent, something around there. So Steph didn't have a very good shooting performance. Seven for seventeen, three for eight. Should have bought, shot the ball more damn more times, man. There were a lot of plays where he should have shot the ball. Um, where Warriors Twitter is fired so up. Blaming him. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw uh, it on Twitter too. It yeah, was there was bad. a tweet where the game was tied at 90 in the fourth quarter and ball was kicked out to him. And I don't know if it was um, Justin Holiday or his other brother who's on the Pacers, but he was nowhere near Steph. He was at least six feet away from him. He was social distancing feet away from him. And Steph just decided not to pull pull it and decided, I don't know what happened at the rest of the play. Hold on, let me watch it right here. So Draymond gets the ball, kicks it to Steph. Steph pump fakes and then shoots a floater, which is incredibly off the mark. And he's the best shooter in the league. One of the best shooters of all time. He needs to pull that. Even if it doesn't go in, he needs to start being more aggressive and pull those shots. Um, James Wiseman saw a lot, a lot more minutes tonight. Twenty six minutes. Um, where is it? Where's his points? But he was pulled very crucially yeah, at the eight end points. of the last five minutes. So yeah, we'll he was pulled very crucially as well, and he was in foul trouble a lot. Wiggins, 35 minutes. Wiggins seen a lot of playing time. We love to see it. Maple Jordan, 22 points. Four for nine from three-point range. I'm saying Andrew Wiggins is developing a three-point shot, and it's icy, man. He is turning into a star, and he's only 20. I don't even know how old he is. I think he's... His shot looked flat, though. Let's just... For this yeah, game, his, his, his shot, shot didn't look flat, but I'm just optimistic with Andrew Wiggins of how if well Kyrie Irving looked. was here he would agree that the earth was flat with Wiggins shot that night <laughs> yeah and Andrew Wiggins is only 25 years old so he's got a bright future ahead and he's starting to earn that money on his contract um Draymond 32 points uh or fuck Draymond would never score 32 points that's a 32 minutes seven points uh six rebounds 10 assists big Draymond numbers um prevented a three-on-one from happening um, with his intimidation tactics. Very impressive, by the way. Uh, one is pretty Ken Bazemore, 19 minutes, 3 points. Damian Lee, once again, 27 minutes. Saw some key crucial minutes in the 4th, 5 for 11, 12 points. The Warriors played well pretty through the first half, and then it was all kind of downhill collapsed. from there. And I think the the dis- yeah. like the the presence of Eric Pasco not being on the court was big in the second unit unit. It was kind of like disorganized. It was like no one knew what to do. There was no focal point of that second unit. Wiggins was kind of there, but like he kind of took the load of everything. James Wiseman was there, but like I feel like um the flow was much much better with Pasco in that second unit. So just um pretty sad to see that Pasco will not be on the Warriors team for COVID-related uh, protocols. So it's definitely going to hurt the Warriors moving forward for the second unit. So I hope we just have other play um, playmakers stepping up. So just got to see. Yeah, I just think it's a bad loss for them because of the fact that they have 
three tough games on the road coming up where you got Thursday against Denver, who was a top three team in the West last year, who's out of the playoff picture right now at five and six. But and then you got oh god. I'm a big I'm a big Suns hater because I have I had a problem with Suns fans coming out and saying that Oh man, we're a playoff team. Chris Paul is going to change everything. Yeah, they need to cut cut it down a little bit. Chris Paul is thirty six years old. He's not going to fix all of your problems. But um, and then they have obviously the Lakers on MLK Day, which that should be terrific to watch. Um, Might be a sar- massacre. That was Ooh. sarcastic. Um, and then I just want to point out that I feel like this team has a lot of heart. They're Ever since those two first two games against Milwaukee and Brooklyn, where they didn't show too much effort in the latter half of the games when they were getting blown out, I think this team has showed a lot of heart, even though they're down like five, six points, and they find their ways, find their self getting back into this game with a lot of hustle, a lot of um, big defensive plays, like, for example, that play by Kent Basemore, who... He died die for the ball um, to save it from going out. And then ended up in Kelly Oubre's hands, and he did a Euro step and then a slam. That Those type of plays, those type of gritty plays, I think is going to be – you're going to see a lot of them from the Warriors this year. They're not, gonna, they're not a superstar team like you saw in 2016 to 2019 with um, – only the original three, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, when they went seventy-three and nine, and then when Clay, KD showed up and they won back-to-back championships. You're not going to see that, I don't think, from this team. This team's going to be a lot grittier. They're going to once they reach their full potential, which is a top-five team in the West. I think they're going to their defense is going to stop a lot of star players in this in this league, and I think the Warriors are going to be tough team to play once they reach their full potential. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely agree with all that. What you said, like the effort is there. Like you can see the hustle. Like we got Andrew Wiggins blocking five times. That is something else. Like his wingspan is there. His hustle is there. You got Draymond Green stopping a three on one as a former basketball player. I used to play basketball back in the day, but you don't see people stopping a three on one many times. So it's just the heart is really there, but it's, a, it's just a learning experience that, you know, you got to have to build off of it. It's building blocks. You have to learn. Yeah, you're going to make some mistakes along the way, but you got to learn from them. Um, as we saw in this game, a lot of mistakes, a lot of moving screen calls that was very infuriating to watch. Like, it's just fundamental sometimes. So, like, you got to have to clean it up, tighten up the screws, and hopefully going to be a better game throughout uh, for – this road trip this road trip yeah going back to the basketball topic middle middle school basketball when i was like i think i was like i'm five nine or like five eight to five nine now i was probably like five foot back then i was out there setting screens for people man i was an absolute stud no i wasn't very good my (laughs) jumper was like bad but i was a good defender we'll move on from that um yeah, I think Eric Pascal this game showed how much he meant to the second unit. The second unit didn't look very strong. They looked, they looked out of sorts. It yeah. looks piss poor. 
Um, where is yeah, Steve De, uh, Kerr doesn't anticipate Eric Pascal will, will be out for long, but um, if he is out for long, I think on this, this three game struggle on the second this three unit. game road trip, this team will struggle a lot. And he's that type of guy who's able to play against centers like he showed against Nurkic, Cantor. Um, uh, what's his name? Siaka. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, There's another guy. Um, Ibaka or uh, what's his name? Zubac. Zubac. Yeah, Zubac. there we go. Little brain fart there, but we got it back, brought it back. <laughs> All right. So, like, okay. Like the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, it's just something that was mind blowing. Wiseman was locking down the paint, although he did have five fouls. You can see the presence of Wiseman on the on the court compared to when he's off the court. You have Sabonis and Turner feeding off the paint when Wiseman is off the floor. Sabonis had his way at the paint when Looney or some other person was guarding him. So when Wiseman was taken out the floor, I was kind of puzzled. And I feel like with Wiseman off the floor, I feel like the momentum shifted greatly. So very disappointed with that rotation decision. Yeah. Um, now that we recap those, I kind of want to touch on what we got on this three-game road trip. We got the Denver Nuggets in Denver on TNT with Kevin Harlan on the call. Hope maybe or Marv Albert. Um. The Denver Nuggets are currently five, sitting at five and six. Um, we haven't played them yet this year. The Kings have beat preseason them twice. We did preseason, yeah. but yeah. we don't count preseason. It was kind of like a warm up. Yeah, Kings have beat them twice, so that obviously means something. Toss up. It's a toss up, honestly. Um. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, wait. Is this in the cut? Is this making the cut? Yeah, what? the Warriors are favored to beat the Nuggets currently. Oh, really? Yeah, Steph's leading scorer for the Warriors, 28 points. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 24 points, leading scorer for the What's the plus the... minus on that? What's the plus minus for any of those who are listening or overthrown 21? Uh, hold on. What's the plus minus? The odds. Or just percentage odds? Pretty currently, it's... Good job, guys. Um, job. Oh, we got known lines currently, but according to ESPN Basketball Power Index, 50.4% 50. chance for the Warriors, 49.6% for the Nuggets. Should wow, be a good really game. tight right there. Really tight. Um, the Nuggets, last two games, they have won. They beat the Sixers, and they have beaten the Knicks. Um. Warriors obviously beating Toronto and lost Indiana. Um, this Nuggets, has to be a bounce back game. This has to be a bounce back game from everyone. Yeah. Like, like I don't know if like if this team does not. Yeah, rebound, and the Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets lost to uh, Brooklyn earlier tonight. So five and six going into playing Golden State, and I think yeah, like this is a game the Warriors could steal. I think Phoenix is playing quite well, and obviously. The Lakers are the the Lakers, the former NBA champs, and you got LeBron and AD and 
all of the Rich Paul discount boys on the team. Moving forward against the Suns. Uh, the Suns are six and four, I think. Um, doing seven, seven and four, I believe. All right, thank you for that correction. Seven and four. Um, they're doing pretty good. Um, I mean, you have Devin Booker, you have Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, um, some role players. Zach shaking his head because he thinks they're fraud. Fraud. <laughs> I'm laughing. Sorry. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You, you don't get to lose to a two and eight Pistons team. Who don't get me wrong, have a lot of good young players like Jeremy Grant, Killian Hayes. You don't get to lose to a two and eight Pistons team and then make excuses saying that oh we didn't have we didn't have a great night. We didn't have a good night. Oh, Chris Paul didn't play well. Man, you guys have been talking about how Chris Paul's changed your franchise and he's damn 36 years old. Please stop. I'm going to have the Warriors come into Phoenix. They're going to beat Phoenix. Then they're going to roll out into LA and then they're going to get absolutely demolished by the Lakers. They're going to go two and one on this road trip. Before Zach starts to like blow his head off talking about the Suns, let's move forward with the Lakers, shall we? All right. So the Lakers are obviously the reigning NBA champs. You got LeBron and AD. You got the reformed bench with Montrez, Harrell, Kuzma, um, all these other guys, Dennis Schroeder. So I feel like it's going to be a very, very tough task for the Warriors to come into LA and try and pull off a W. I bet you right now, I'm calling this right now, when this game ends, people are going to like call on Steph's legacy right there and then on Twitter. I guarantee it. Like This it's is not, like receipt. Yeah. I totally agree. No matter what, even if Steph drops 30 plus and they lose by more than 20, <laughs> yeah, his legacy is going to be on the line. <laughs> I don't understand these legacy folks like Channing Fry. Like, I don't understand why his legacy is on the Channing line. Channing Fry, you haven't been relevant since you played at University of Arizona. And I didn't, don't even know if you've really started at University of Arizona. Don't get me wrong. If you started, I deeply apologize, but you weren't, you weren't relevant on any of the teams you were on with LeBron in Cleveland. So. Let's go back to your desk at NBA TV and please be quiet because there's no need for any of that nonsense, sir. Zach is going in on these guys. We got we got a rant on LeBron on the Suns and Channing Fry. Who's next? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be a tough task ahead, but hopefully, as long as they just have that heart, the effort, keep it close. But I don't know if it's gonna be a tough task, but I see them going one and two, but who knows? I could be wrong. We just got to wait and see. That will conclude this episode. Um, thank you all for listening to episode, I believe it nine. is. Nine. Nine. Wow, nine. Episode nine, where we have recapped for you the Raptors and the Pacers game. That the Warriors. With the little mini rant from my good co-host. Yes, indeed. Need to need to set it straight with these people. They need to hear my thoughts, which is perfectly okay. Um, and I loved then, it though. I loved it. <laughs> um, episode ten will be out in a. We'll be recording episode ten in a couple of days, um, and that'll be out most likely this weekend. Um, make sure you follow us on all our socials on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod. And that is going to do it. Warriors are six and five, and they head into a tough three game road trip. And 
that all starts on Thursday. So make sure you catch the Warriors on TNT on Thursday against the Nuggets. And we will see you all later. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later.